Okay, guys, we are ready to get this class started. <laughs> you guys have mics? Okay, uh, my name is Amy Twitty, and I have the privilege of introducing these beautiful women. Um, I love them all very much. And I thought it was, she said to keep it kind of short and sweet, and I thought the best way to describe these women is just three words that came to my mind when I thought of each of them, if you don't know them. So hopefully this will kind of give you an idea of who they are. I'm sure you will get to know them more throughout the class. But Stacy, I thought of witty, kind, and genuine. You agree? I agree. <laughs> um, Jocelyn, energetic, positive, and loyal. And Celeste is welcoming, delightful, and creative. And I love these women so much, and I'm excited to hear what they have to share. The class is establishing and maintaining loyal customers who keep coming back. So it speaks a lot about them and their business. Okay. So just real quick, my name is Kai. I am the director of artist relations from Mascara Home Base, and I have the pleasure to ask all the questions today. So we will get started. So Jocelyn, what would you say is the best ways to help your customers feel cared for? I have to pull out my Spanx card here to answer my questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the what was the question again? I'm let me get back. I'm the first one to go. I'm this sorry. isn't fair. <laughs> what would you say is the best ways to help your customers feel cared for? Okay, the best way that I think of for your customers to feel cared for is the the old saying: treat everyone as if they're your best friend. So if you think about it. Some days we personally have crappy days, and some days it might be our time of the month, and some days we might be in a rush. But if you look at your customer as if they're your best friend and it's her birthday. So every single time you want to message someone, you are extra excited to um, be excited for her. So it's not just if she tells you a comment in um, Insta stories or anything like that, and you give it a heart back, you truly take the time to message her as if, that is your best friend um, that, that is investing a relationship with you because you want that relationship to last and carry. And if all we do is give them a little heart, how are you going to build that relationship with them? And so I really try and look at every single person as if it's their birthday. It's, we want them to feel special every single day. And so it will put it to you as well and actually help brighten your mood that if you treat them like they're your number one, they will continue to want to be your number one. Awesome. Uh, Stacy, we'd love to hear from you on this question too. What are some of the key ways you hope your customers feel like VIPs? Okay, so I have a saying that um, goes like this, and it is treat your customers like royalty and they will reward you with loyalty. And um, kind of like what Jocelyn was saying, if you are Okay, your business is your priority, it's not your customers. And we are going for more than just a sale. We are going for a true connection. Um, and it's not only our job to make these women feel beautiful and empowered, but it's our privilege. And when you have a shift in your mindset and you realize that it is truly a gift to be working one-on-one -on -one and giving these women a whole different perspective on the way they see themselves, um, they, 
they will come back to you. You don't have to have thousands and thousands of customers to be successful. You don't. I don't have thousands of customers. I have a small group of customers, but they're really good customers, and I reward them and treat them like they are my best friends. And they become really good friends of mine because I'm building those connections. And um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's, good. that's great. Um, Celeste, how do you make lasting connections with your clients? So for me, oh, it's, I just lost my earring. Um, <laughs> it's more about like the initial exposure with a client. You think about a lasting connection and you think of the whole thing at once and that's overwhelming to me. But I read recently somewhere that a first impression is made in that first one minute of meeting someone. And maybe you meet them online, it's, it's that first exposure. And then you've got, I think they said like three minutes to change their mind. And if within that very first few moments you can convince them that you are in this for them, that they're special, and it's not all about you, <laughs> um, they will come back for more of that because everyone wants to feel special. That's what we're all kind of talking about is everybody wants to feel like it's their birthday. And so um, that was kind of my thought on that, just that initial connection needing to be really strong and good and about them being awesome and then they're gonna come back for more. I love that. Um, I did wanna mention before we started that we are gonna open this up to a Q&A afterwards. So if you have any questions that pop up, uh, write them down and you will have a chance at the end uh, to ask those. Uh, Stacy, so what are some of the simplest um, but probably the most overlooked ways to help get your customers to place their first order? Okay, you guys, write this down. It's gonna blow your minds. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, the secret sauce to having your customer place their first order is you have to take the time to build their cart. You can't, okay, no, I'm gonna back that up. The majority of artists cannot just, you can't just send off a list of colors and expect them to go on the website and place a sale. Um, it's overwhelming for them. Like, people want this to be so simplified and broken down for them, and that's part of our job. There's this really, really cool tool on our website called the Palette Builder, and um, it's there for our customers to use, and it's also there for us as their artists to use. And so what I love to do is I make this as simple as possible for my customers. So I first of all say, like, do you want help? Do you want help building your palette, or do you have this? Most of them say, I need all of the help that you can give me. And I'm like, cool. I love it when people want help. That's what I'm there to do. And so um, when they tell me they want help, I'm like, sweet. And so I walk them through everything. I'm like, why don't you take a peek at the um, lip and cheek colors and I'm gonna match you for your highlight and contour. They pick out their lip and cheek colors and then I move on and I'm like, okay, have a peek at the illuminators. Would you prefer powder or cream? And I give them my recommendations, but I make this like so step-by-step -step simple for them. So they're not browsing the website being overwhelmed. And when I'm done, I say, this is your palette. Like how beautiful is this? They get to pick out their design and everything. And we go over their tools. And then I place their order for them, almost always. 
If you don't place the order for your customer, and I know this is not gonna be for everybody, but I will say that if you don't place your order for your customer, you will run the risk of losing that sale and potentially the customer because they could go to somebody else that will do that for them. We are there to, we're like the, the middleman. We are there to help them. We are their personal shoppers, their shade finders, um, and we are there to just make their life easier, to empower them, to teach them, and help them feel beautiful. So cart your customers, place their order. So simple. Jocelyn, how does the way we treat customers set us apart from other direct sales companies? This is a good one based just flowing right off of yours because um, I feel like what we have to offer is training and tools. I feel like the difference that I see, because uh, I, I really like to study people. I think one thing that has got me further in this company is studying people. It's not the comparison of why can't I be like them or, or they do this, why can't I do that? It's, it's the studying people and studying people's interactions with what they do. So when you have something valuable to offer a, a person, and you have leadership that you can offer them, you have a friendship you can offer them, you have an expertise you can offer them, they trust you. And so when she's bringing value to the table with how she caters to her customer, I think that sets us apart because this is a different makeup. Just like Kara talked about this morning, this isn't something that people have been using for years. This is, this is something new. And it does confuse people because it is so new. And they're like, you can put your makeup in one palette and it's cream. I t you guys are smoking crack because <laughs> nobody else's makeup bag looks like that. But when you, you can make them feel at ease because of how you've taken care of them, we are set apart from everybody else. Does it take time to make them feel at ease? It does. But it also comes down to like your lives and and how you answer them directly. If your lives are, and I'm not, when I say, if your lives are always a get ready with me, I'm not saying don't do get ready with me's. But if you're just saying, I put my makeup on like this, I put my makeup on like this, I'm putting my makeup on like this, what are you teaching them? You're teaching them how you apply your makeup to your face, but they're not you. So what do you have to offer them? So pick out key things that you're like, if you have dry skin, I apply my, my makeup like this, but try this for dry skin. And in your next life, say, I apply my makeup like this, this is my skin type, but you might have um, bags under your eyes. Do this trick. Bring something to the table every single time you help them. They're going to feel value within you and you're going to build a relationship with you and they're going to stick with you. Perfect. Celeste, um, I really love your example of the servant in the household. Can you tell us a bit more about the analogy around that? Sure. It's going to be really easy in this room. Okay. okay, so everyone keep your eyes open and look around. You're in a grand household, okay? And you're part of the team that takes care of the house. Um, maybe imagine Downton Abbey. Um, so as one of the mistresses of the house, the, the main helpers, you have a queen to take care of or, or the lady. Um, so your customer's the lady in this analogy, by the way. And can you imagine one of the servants always going and tugging on the, like, main lady's dress? Hey, what can I do to help you? Hey, what do you need? And 
if you have any questions, let me know. Every, every five minutes. That's, that's not like ideal for this grand lady, right? And I think sometimes, at least for me in customer service, I want to be so readily available that that's my instinct. I want to be like, okay, let me know if you have any questions. Um, I'm here for you. All these things over and over again. And I'm not saying that's bad at all. But I'm going to go back to my analogy now. <laughs> Imagine a lady, a, a worker household who has such a great impact on the household that the lady cannot help but notice what she's doing. So she goes about her business, taking care of business, and she makes herself irreplaceable in the household. Um, so she's not going up to find out what the lady needs. She kind of guesses, and she makes it happen. And she's in the background making herself kind of known silently. And so as a mascara artist, we can do that. We have what Jocelyn mentioned, like we have all our, our social media stories. When she was talking, I was thinking, oh, Jocelyn's so good at like staying very present with her customers because they see her about her daily life. And so um, it's so important with your customers for them to know like feel up your presence and then to know how to get a hold of you. So you get that initial like connection with them and then ongoing, you keep your presence known and you become indispensable to them in some way. You're offering them something good. And then um, the third piece of that is they need to know an easy way to get a hold of you. So you give them a few different options. I found it makes a big difference if I send them a follow-up email, but also maybe when their order ships. You know, we always get the shipment orders. When they first started doing that, I was like, oh, this is annoying. I keep thinking I'm getting more orders and it's just a shipment. <laughs> but it's a great tool because through the summer, I just click, it has the quick link to their phone number right there in your email. You can click that blue little link and text them quickly like, Make sure to watch. I noticed your order just shipped. Make sure to watch for it in the mail, especially in the summer heat. It, it might melt. So I just want to let you know I'm so excited for you. So you say something a little different than you did in the follow-up email, but it's another little portal for them to get a hold of you. You've, you've become very present to them. And they'll text you back when they get their makeup. If they have a problem, you, you're right in their phone. So. Anyway, that's just an idea. But my, my point is you have more touches to them or ways to get back to you. That. Jocelyn, what are some of your best, best practices on how you're able to take your first-time customers and turn, turn them into second-time customers? I think bringing value to the table. What I have already... It, from what I have brought to them through my lives or through my interactions with them and treating them like it's their birthday, that type situation, I bring value to the table to them because I have, I have something to offer them. And if I don't, if I'm new to this or if you're a new artist, and let me just say this first and foremost too, how many of you in here are new? So many hands. So how many of you feel already that you don't know how to bring something to the table? Okay, so what you have to bring to the table is how you felt when you first started this makeup and how this makeup 
um, fit your face or how this makeup, you've been struggling with this or this. You bring value to the table whether you, whether you think you do or not. So even though you don't have three, six, nine months, two years like a lot of us have of experience, you're not any less than anyone in this room. You just are at a different, a different chapter than someone else. So you bring value to the table, and I want you to tell yourself that right now. You might be feeling completely over your head because you're new at something that is different. But if you tell yourself, okay, what do I have to offer right here, right now? It might not be that you've been doing this for two years and you know all the tips and tricks. But, hey guys, I just watched a YouTube video. This trick that they used on makeup that's just a regular foundation actually can work with cream foundation. It's the work that you put into it, the value you can bring them, and I think that's how it continues growing. Celeste, we'd love to hear from you on this as well. What are some key things you do to keep your customers coming back after the first initial purchase? Um, I think sometimes we kind of think of like gathering our customers and we're kind of just accumulating. Um, and so I, I think my answer is a little bit similar to Jocelyn's, but it's just having the confidence to realize that you have something to contribute. You're not just a collector. You're not just getting these people in under your wing, growing your customer list. You're actually con contributing something real. And Jocelyn said something that sparked something in my mind of, you know, even if you're a new artist, that was something that was so hard for me is I thought, okay, so yeah, you know, I'm excited about the makeup, but why would they want to buy it from me once they discover it, once they know about it? Like, I'm just like this little middleman. Get rid of me, go to another artist or whatever. I did really feel like that. And it wasn't until I really understood how much value that personal connection is for people when they're trying something new. And as a new artist, I had this unique perspective on being a novice to the makeup. Um, sometimes you, do you understand me when I talk about um, like a, somebody who's so smart, like someone who is a brainiac in calculus, if they should try to describe long division to a child, it would really be hard most likely. <laughs> like it would go way over their head. And I'm not saying that 3D is long division at all. I'm just saying that um, when you have that new approach, you remember all the questions that new people have. And so anyways, just that personal connection is so important for keeping people coming back to you. Because you, as much as the makeup, are part of what drew them to mascara. So, okay. Stacy. You've said a customer isn't a customer until they reorder. Before then, they're just walking around wearing a sample. What are some things that you have found out from experience from uh, that other artists should know to get them to reorder? Okay. So what I have found is that it's super, super important that we are teaching properly and empowering our customers. And if we teach them how to wear this makeup, and we teach them the right way, they will love the makeup and then they will reorder it. So um, if you stop that connection right after you've had a sale and you're just like, you don't even say thank you, which first of all, we should all be saying thank you and following up with our customers, 
Um, the fortune is in the follow-up. So like Celeste was saying, she checks in with her customers like when their order is out for delivery. I do the same thing. I have a couple of apps that I use. Um, there's one app called Arrive. You can write that down. And it syncs to your Gmail so or your email. And so when those um, emails go out, I get a notification. So it's a part of just like my DMO. So like every day I look and I see, okay, these customers have orders out for delivery. So I will text them and I say, hey, your goodies are arriving today. Um, if they live in the south or somewhere that's really hot, I make sure to let them know that they're going to want to let their tins cool. And then I say this, when would be a good time to go over the makeup with you? And I am like so, ooh, what's the word? Um, I take a lot of pride in how much time I take with my customers. Um, so I do FaceTime or video conferencing calls all the time, like probably every day. That's part of the work that I do. And so they get their makeup and they are applying it for the first time with me on the phone. Um, it's a great way for me to double check their color. And if the color is correct, you are going to have a customer for life. It really starts with the color match. But um, so we go over the color and I teach them how to apply it for their face. I ask them if they have any questions. I get whatever feedback in that initial call. Um, and they feel like I make sure that they feel confident after that call. And then from there, I follow up about two weeks later and I say, how are things going? Um, and almost always, like I would say 99% of the time, people love after that first phone call, they're like, oh my gosh, it got even easier after we chatted on the phone. It's so much easier for them than going and even like watching a bunch of videos. Um, and if they fall in love with it, they will reorder products and they will message you when they hear that new products are coming out. And then they will go follow the mascara page and um, they become your referral base. Like our customers are our brand ambassadors working for us. So if we are serving them and making sure that we continue that connection after that initial sale and following up with them and don't, don't think of follow up as like a, like a mundane thing that you have to do, just make it a habit and, and make it um, an exciting part of your business because it really is fun to have these customers that we can connect with and follow up with. And when they start to reorder, that's when you really have a customer. Perfect. Jocelyn, what? You can still follow up with them. Just check in. Say, hey, how are you loving your products? Like if you pose it as a positive question, how are you loving your products? Can I make any recommendations for you? Um, it's never too late to follow up. Like don't think that, oh, because I missed a mark or a deadline, that they're just fish up. Follow up with them. You know what? Actually, mascara has a really low return rate. And of the products that are returned, most of them aren't even touched, which means our customers aren't even touching their products and trying them. So it's our job as the artist to make sure that they're getting their hands dirty and trying these products because we have like we have to empower them. And so don't don't worry about a deadline. Like 
if you have time tonight, send out, go through your customer list in your back office and just send them a message. If it's been a while and they haven't reordered, send them a message. How's it going? How are you loving your makeup? Can I help you? I want to say something off of that one too. When I do get a return, I reach out to them and say, um, I, you know, I saw that you just returned this. I'm so sorry that was something that you didn't like. Is there anything I can help you with? I can't even tell you how many people, I just had one this week that reordered the makeup. They didn't, they, cause I always leave the door open. Like girl, I'm always here. And my color match, it says I'm always here for you. And some people just don't want the hassle, I guess, of the, or they think they're a hassle to reach out to me. So then they end up returning their makeup. I talk to them. I'm like, oh dude, we could have totally fixed that. And they ended up reordering. So even still at this point, if you have not been doing any of this, start and, and, and be the, again, you're being their friend. Like, what can I help you with? And they're like, oh, you really want to help me? You care? Because it just feels nice to be cared for. And they don't get, you will not get that from Sephora. You will not get that from Ulta. You won't get that anywhere and they want that care. I love that. Jocelyn, what would you say is the biggest mistake you see other artists making with their customers? Okay, I love this question. I think that the biggest mistake that I see with um, artists with their customers is one, we get the complaint a lot, or I should, shouldn't say we as in mascara or whatever, but I hear voices that say, I'm not getting sales, I'm not getting this and this, but I'm also seeing from customers that says, I am not hearing from my artist, it has been weeks and I have not heard a word from her. Pay attention to your inbox. If you hate inboxes, this is your profession. Pay attention to your DMs, pay attention to the requested ones, pay attention to the ones that are easier access to in Facebook and Instagram and wherever else that you are, YouTube, whatever. Um, a lot of things that, that I see or comments that I hear from people are either, I never heard from my artist, or um, they say, um, what was it? I just, oh, I never got my color match from you. So one thing that you can really do every time you're doing a live or your Insta, Insta stories periodically is tell people, hey, you guys, just so you know, I color match in this and this amount of time frame. So if you haven't heard back from me by this date or from two days from when um, you sent in your photo, please reach back out to me because there's a chance I didn't get it. Um, for example, I use Gravity Forms that is kind of, don't ask me how I link it to my website because that I did not do it because <laughs> technology and myself are not friends. But um, Gravity Forms is somewhere in my WordPress and um, uh, sometimes they'll put in like something, something, something dot com or they'll miss a letter and I have no way of knowing what their email address is. I just have to go off of, of what I was given. And then also I'll get the, this is undeliverable and I just pray that they'll reach back out to me. So when I know that I'm getting those, I say it in Insta stories, I say it in my lives, just so you know, I'm all caught up on color matches. So if you didn't get your, your color match, let me know or it's been two days, and if you haven't received it in two days, three days, whatever days you do, if you only do this part-time, whatever days you do, let them know what to expect from you, and you're gonna see more flow in better from that. Okay, perfect. We'll do one more question, and then we'll open it up to the floor. 
Stacy, what would be your one recommendation for new artists looking to build a customer base? My one recommendation for artists looking to build a new customer base. Um, I'll narrow it down to one. Okay. Um, or a couple. Whatever. Okay. Well, I really do think it starts with connection. Um, if you are brand new and you're like, I don't even know who to sell to, um, think about if you were opening like a restaurant and you're a terrible cook, which I'm a terrible cook. Who would you invite to your restaurant? Who is gonna show up for you? So um, this was something I did when I first got started as an artist. I was new to this cream makeup, and so I reached out to a bunch of my friends and I didn't ask for a sale, I just said, can we get together and um, I can practice doing the makeup on you. So just ask people if you can practice and that will get you comfortable with the makeup and then you can post their um, before and afters in your feed and I've even asked some of like my friends to post a before and after um, That they've taken so then they can help me reach um, my warmer market, but just Don't be afraid to ask because it's okay to ask and it's not You don't have to be slimy or pushy You can just ask for help because your friends want to show up for you and they will help you grow Perfect Okay, so we can open up to the floor. Jensi over here has a microphone so she can bring it over. If you want to maybe stand so she can find you. When you're doing a makeover in home and you want to do a before and after picture, how do you take, I know like, like if your lighting is all set up, but you don't want because you don't want to put too much makeup on them to have it show good in the picture because you don't want them to feel like they're walking around with a huge mask. How do you find a good balance to where the makeup or the picture does come out for you and they're like, okay, like I feel it, but I also see it in this before and after? Um, I think that it works really well to have them work with you throughout the makeover. So you can do their makeup like an everyday look and show it to them and ooh and ah over it for a minute and then say, okay, we need to turn it up just a little bit because photo, photos always, you lose some makeup. So let's add a little more blush and add a little highlight. And you can see how when you go to get your family pictures, you'll see what I do to amp it up just a bit. And then you take it after. So Yeah, and if you tell them that, hey, here's your makeup. This is what I did. And then you're just like, do you mind if I just tweak it up just a bit because in pictures, this and this and this happens? They'll be like, sure. And then you can just sponge off excess if it drives them crazy. But they at least know that that's why they might feel they're leaving looking like a little something extra <laughs> that they might not want. But then they know. I think that is so important with your customers. It's just a like off the shoot idea. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to make sure to set expectations for them, um, I feel like that saves me so much trouble. Um, we were talking about returns earlier. I warned them of what to look for or what might happen before it happens so that they don't feel like I'm just like chasing up to the problem or trying to like fix it later or maybe glom together some idea. I, I and help them anticipate what could happen and what the solutions will be or how we'll get through it. And that, that's huge in customer service, I feel like. Perfect. Okay, we've got one in the back. Hi guys, my name's Vanessa and I have more of a, 
idea that I kind of want to share, and I'm hoping that if people agree with me, we can all kind of send stuff to ask. I have been having a lot of issues with my customers when they go to order something, they know the name of their product, they're like, oh, it's amber, but they don't know if it's a highlight or a contour. I would love for us to have a search bar on our website that says search bar, and you just punch in whatever color you have, and it will bring up all of the products that have that color in it. So yeah. it will be easier for them to navigate through the site without having to know what's a highlight, what's a contour, what's a lip cheek. Yes, we definitely agree. So that is, that is the, we're working on that. So just so you know, <laughs> and we definitely want to search. When I color match some, someone, so I have a whole spill of things that I say in mind that's just like, these are my favorites. This is what you can look for. Put it in this order. But before I say any of that, at the very top part, I say, these are your highlights. So it says highlights and the names, contours and the names, um, lip and cheek, I let them choose, and illuminator, I give them a cream option or, uh, or a powder. powder option, thank you, or a powder option. And so it, it is easier for them at this point until that is, but that's a really good suggestion. Okay, perfect. Okay. Jen, see we, oh, in the back. Um, I hope I can word this right. So whenever I'm trying to like implement something in my business, I always think of like how sustainable it's going to be like when I grow bigger, right? Because we're always planning on being bigger. Um, so when you're talking about Stacy, how you do um, the, you build their palette for them, like the customer and you place the orders, um, or a couple of you said like you text your customers. So I'm wondering like how you um, scale that for like sustainability. Because when you have like a lot of customers, wouldn't you like be spending like all day like building the palettes and like texting and like I mean I know it's important to like set apart the time but like it would just get crazy wouldn't it <laughs> I don't do any of that <laughs> I can't um, I, I, I had to whittle it down to where do I want them to get more help with me for and that's with showing them hands-on after the fact so um, I very rarely have people that need me to do it for them. I have a lot of mature women and I have a lot of women who are not technology savvy, as so they say. Um, but those ones that can't quite figure it out, I will, I will help them out. But I always say, if there's anything you need, let me know. So what I do for them that I can do is automation in the fact of I pay attention to when they order I pay attention to if I've color matched and they have ordered, and I give them that attention in automation and they're plugged into, um, like they're getting an email from me. So I can't text them, and also for as many customers as I have that I don't know, I don't know who they are. When I started with mascara, I had two things for me personally, and this isn't against anything else because there are so many people making a day good living doing what I don't do. I told myself I was not doing parties with my friends, and I told myself that I was never involving family in feeling like they had to order. That was my thing. And so I made it that I was having strangers order for me. So I don't do my phone number, but they, I do have emails that I go in and check with them with all the time. And I w uh, work like videos all the time I'm sending them to give them what I can't give that these two do. I think also it's really important 
um, to have kind of a systematic way you approach it. So Jocelyn mentioned like specific times she does color matching and um, having like an email system where you, it funnels things so that you have the collection of emails of the people that you have done the color matches on. And so, and even like, you'll notice with your texting back and forth, you're saying the same thing over and over again, like the bulk of it, but you have a few things that are a little different. So just having some of those systems in place so that you can, like, you'd file your texts away a little bit, or you have a picture shot or a video link you can send them. Those things can all really help. Um, I think that promptness is one of the most important things for people feeling cared for. No, you're like if you're selling gazillions of dollars of makeup, you're not going to be able to do some of the things that an artist getting going might be able to. But I do think that if you take that extra personal touch as you get going, you will have a really solid foundation. And there's nothing wrong with having a deep connection and solid foundation as you begin, because those people may become your team later. And you can grow and evolve along with your business. You don't have to have all your ducks in a row expecting to sell tons every day. S work with what you have now. I love that. I'm going to add to that, too. So I'm a big believer in time blocking. And I have kids. I've got a life outside of my business. And I let people know, like, hey, I'm going to be putting my kids down for bed. Like, if you... Um, can have systems in place, which systems are amazing. They will change your life. They'll make things so much easier. But just have systems in place, and it actually doesn't end up being that time-consuming. Um, you save things to your notes. You can, there's a keyboard called, uh, what is it called, Dymo? That might be wrong. Anyways, there's a keyboard, and it's like, you can put in like paragraphs, and you can go and create like a popular bundle on Canva and send that to them. This is my most popular bundle. We can just plug in your colors. Um, so as your customer base grows, like where Jocelyn's at, there is no way, oh, there's no way that she could do what I was talking, there's no way. She would, <laughs> but if you're just getting started, it's not as daunting as you might think. I mean, think about how much you're on your phone as is. You just fit it into your day, nooks and crannies of your day, have some systems in place, and then have your DMO, which is like your daily mascara operations. So um, those things that are gonna be income producing activities for you and fit it in. Okay, perfect. We've got about four minutes. Let's do one more question. Hi, pretty girls. We are sitting back here wondering, what, uh, speaking of having systems and processes in place, do either of the three of you use any type of um, software or program or app or anything regarding customer follow-up, whether it's a customer who's reached out for a color match and then never ordered, or a customer who's placed an initial order and never reordered, or anything along those lines? I use Trello. So Trello is stuck into my uh, website, and I added categories that is needs color matched, color matched, has ordered, hasn't ordered. And so every time they get color matched, they're put into a category. You go in and check, they can, you move them to where you have to move them, that's how you figure out who you need to send emails to. So I use um, my email software, ConvertKit, 
And I like what I can do with that because I can tag people. So say somebody fills out my color. I, I just use a Google Doc like a Google form for my color matches. And I have, are you interested in learning more about the mascara program? And are you interested in hosting a party as part of my Google form? And if they click either of those, I have like a pre-designed email. So when I go to put them, all I do is copy and paste their email and put it in ConvertKit. And then I just click a button and say, okay, send them this sequence. And it'll send them an initial email that says, what a party is all about. And then if I don't, like, then it, you can, like, set them on a sequence mm -hmm. to get back to them in two weeks or whenever you want. So that works really good for me. And then Teamsy, I think, is kind of similar to Trillo. And it's a way to organize all your contacts. You can organize your downline in a category. You can organize your um, potential customers and your current customers. And I love it, especially for current customers, because you can have like a follow-up. You can click a thing that says, I'm going to follow up in this amount of time or whatever. So. Okay. I use, the, I use um, Asana, which is like Trello. And I just put all of my projects and tasks, and then you can prioritize them. And then um, I use ActiveCampaign for my emails, which is similar to ConvertKit. And you just put somebody on a sequence or a drip, and it makes things so much easier. Um, and then I keep track of everything in a spreadsheet. Color matches, who's ordered, how much they ordered, what their colors were, if they were interested in the artist program. And then I just sync that up with my active campaign. Okay. <laughs> active campaign. It works with network marketing companies. Asana. A-S-A-N-A. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for sharing your knowledge.